Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me as always is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Uh, it's going. Hard to tell. world's a mess right now, so who it knows is. what's going on. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, uh, we were talking pre-show, and I was like, yeah, I've got to do this thing, you know, I've had to do it since April 5th, but that's not too long ago. Oh, wait, it's April 27th. Everything oh, is yeah. just blending together, and I don't know whether it's because of what's going on with the global pandemic, or it's the fact that I have three kids now, or it's the combination of everything, but um, it's probably the combination of everything. I'm sure the combination doesn't help. No, no, but I mean, we're not here to... We don't want to. We don't want to bring people down with that. We want to bring people up. We want to talk about everything that's going on in Fire Emblem Heroes and the surrounding world, which is. Tune in next not week. There's all. not a lot going on. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's you know we. I always say we have a quiet week every every three weeks, and uh, Eddie and I we, I think we recorded on a Monday last week because we wanted to have something to talk about, and we always said, well, if we. If we don't, if we record on Sunday, it'll be a quiet week. But then we'll have a, we'll have something to talk about next week. It's like, you, you you could like, you could basically have a chain effect and 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 go right down to it. But this is a quiet week. We've got Game Club. We've got uh, they dropped a an, an Outram Outrealm update for us where we're going to talk about Dragalia Lost. But before we get to that, let's talk about the banners. Uh, we're just going to run through them because spoiler alert: both Eddie and I, uh, not much luck. No green orbs to speak of. That'll mean a little bit more in a, in a second here. We've got the weekly Revival Banner 7 running, double special heroes until April 28th. Journey begins until the 30th. Then getting into May, we have Tempest Trials uh, going until the 1st. The start of it all going until the 20th of May. Ryoma and Sakura's Battle going into the 29th of April. Heroes with Solo Skills going into the 2nd of May. And the Green Grapple, bo- <laughs> the green grapple Blocks A and B going until the 7th of May. And, Eddie, I want to know, did you get any green orbs? One out no. of ten orbs. See, you're lucky, because out of the ten I, orbs... I might have gotten other green orbs on the other banners, but on the two voting gauntlet green grapple banners, I got one out of ten. Well, where it matters, right? I, I, I was in the same boat, because I... Well, no, I was in a different boat. Similar boat. I had no green orbs uh, on my on my run-through, and not that I'm like, you know, upset about it. It's just really all all, all I have to talk about because I, I didn't do any under summoning outside of the free summons. I am following the advice that has popped up a couple times on the Fire Emblem uh, Heroes subreddit in that, you know, save your orbs because we have the legendary banner coming up as well as Golden Week launching the day after. So there's going to be some stuff to pull on. Um, so I'm kind of like just waiting uh, a little bit but you're you're in the same boat you haven't done much summoning this week nope just a bunch of free summons i had last week i had managed to get all the um uh start of it all heroes so been used running them through the tempest trials to level them up and mm-hmm. summoning the free summons when they pop up and not much else did you get a chance to jump into um lost lore spoils which launched today I sent out a group when I hopped in earlier. And <laughs> so there's really not much to talk about. <laughs> same as Lost Lore. I just think we're not going to get a story once we finish. 
you know, yeah. like we get in the regular one, and it's also like half as long. But yeah. Otherwise, it, it pretty much feels the same as regular Lost Lore. I was going to say, because I, I sent a team out, and I was like, oh, we should talk about that. And I'm real, I realized, wait a minute, there's nothing to talk about, because we haven't experienced what's we different talk about, about that. We're done. Yeah, we did it. Okay, well, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the fact that I resubbed for Fay Pass. I took your advice, Eddie, or at least I, I took your, your comments under advisement, and I, I, I subbed for Azura. I, I'm, I have Ellawood as well now. And, uh, you know, the fact that they announced the new guy coming in May to be Hector, which we'll, I don't know, mention again in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. Rounding out the Blazing Blade trilogy. Yeah, that's a solid three in my mind. So a good, a good Fae Pass sub, if I, if I do say so myself. But, man, I, I think uh, I really, I go back to it and I, I just, that auto start stuff just makes the game so much easier and then i often i wonder like okay why what are we doing here you know um and i really do i think it comes down to the characters and i think that's the reason this game is held so long for me is is the fact that we have fire emblem characters uh that we're yeah. that we're interacting with and i really like the special takes on the heroes so by no means am i throwing the game under the bus by saying like oh the auto start just makes everything seem you know, uh, blah, but, but really there's, there's so much else you can do in the game that, that can't use auto start like tap battle and, uh, grand conquest. When's that coming back? Uh, for all I know, it's going on now. <laughs> I threw that to you because I, I know you're such a fan. Um, but oh what... yes, it's my favorite mode to ignore and not realize happened. Yeah. Well, we'll circle back around to it because I want to know what 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 do we have to look forward to? Because I think it's a big week coming up. Uh, we have the Bound Hero Battle Revival of Tabar and Kanagis coming uh, on the 29th when Ryoma and Sakura finish. The Legendary Hero Banner in the battle starting on the 30th, so we should be getting that video any day now. Uh, that voting gauntlet, that green grapple uh, one, should be starting on the 1st of May. Uh, we also have, starting that same day, a Golden Week celebration. Uh, although we um, don't know exactly what that entails yet, uh, as well as a revival for the picnic banner on that day. Uh, and starting on the 2nd, we have a Heroes with Glimmer banner to replace the Solo Skills banner. Nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it sounds like it's going to be a busy week. Obviously, next episode, we'll talk about what Golden Week entails. Um, to give, Not to put you on the spot, Eddie, but to give people sort of a look back, do you remember what Golden Week was like last, last year? I know there was a Hero Fest, right? Some good summoning. Usually, uh, Golden Week is a Hero Fest. Uh, I think the first year it was Orbs. Last year, it might have been free summon tickets for the Hero Fest or something. Um, it's, you know... Golden Week is a Japanese thing that we don't know much about here, but it's a big thing over there. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, we'll have more details uh, next week um, when we uh, when we we should well, have details. Hopefully, soon, right? we'll have some details when it starts. Oh well, of course. But next episode, we'll talk about it. But we should have details in the coming days. They, I mean, yeah. is it a Fate Channel worthy thing? Maybe. Um. I don't think so. Maybe a mini Fae channel, but they just did a Fae channel, so... That's true. 
You know, it feels unlikely that they're going to do another one. Hmm. Well, I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. Uh, this is the the moment you've been waiting for, Eddie, is that we're going to talk about the final results for the Fire Emblem Heroes voting jubilee. And um, most of these are pretty, uh, what do I want to say, pretty pretty evident that like okay yeah these these are the top choices and then we'll get to the last yeah. one which we will save well for the last um the hero you want it's, as a teacher it's not a horribly surprising choice but it's not one i would ever choose i i don't the last one. i don't know if it's oh, we'll get to it um okay the hero you want as a teacher i mean female byleth was chosen yep. Uh, that's the one i picked even so i think that's the one i Not chose surprising. as well i mean honestly if you're you know three houses you're given the option between male and female this is a this is a we know our audience so female violet mm-hmm. you know she rocked mm-hmm. she was a great character um and still is uh most graceful dancing duet Burkut and renea yeah you know um pre renea on fire version so it works yeah i mean renea definitely recoup yeah he graded on me so yeah but yeah i guess he did dance gracefully when they showed him dancing and yeah he was they're quite really the about the only ones we see dancing in any of the games so not surprising that they you know get the top spots there exactly um we're kind of experiencing this as we as we go through game club but the villain you just can't hate which is lion or leon or however you want to pronounce it uh this is the child prince in or not child prince but the prince is he the prince or is he the king or emperor yes he's the prince okay i figured it I I mean, as far as we know in the game he's not the villain i guess that's a spoiler for what's coming up Oh, but he was a child. The only thing we've seen of him so far in Sacred Stones is he was a childhood friend of um, Ephraim and Erica, and he seemed to be a peace loving. But then again, his father was peace loving before he suddenly started going all warmongery like we've seen so far in Sacred Stones. Yeah, Uh, if Leon's the one who is pulling the strings on his father or fell victim that. Uh, made his father susceptible or what exactly happens as we'll find as we get there but yeah yeah we'll, we'll find out soon enough i i think we're and yeah that was the it. other thing with the leon and ephraim duo here i was like i'm pretty sure that i heard leon was the villain in the game but <laughs> i've not played it so i don't know yeah so we haven't quite got that far yet i think we're gonna get there sooner than than later but um the most brilliant detective duo, which is Matthew and Leela. Uh, I, should this mean something to me? Is this Binding Blade? That is Blazing Blade. Blazing Blade. Ah, damn it. Matthew is the spy with Hector. Leela is the one he falls in love with, who recently was added in the as Rose Amid Fangs in the banner with Wrath in them. Um, the, oh, what was it? The Island Banner or whatever, the Special Island uh, the most recent Blazing Blade one, she was added to the game, and is she the one? She's the one that, uh, yeah. So she's the one that was basically like, "Oh, you died, but you don't know it yet," kind of thing. Yep. Okay. She's the one who in Blazing Blade she dies, and 
Matthew's all awkward and she's trying to ask, you know, trying to figure out why he's being so awkward towards her. Like Matthew was going to marry her and she got found out and killed before he could. So is she, are they good detective duos? Maybe they were apart. So I that's mean, why they were. She managed, she, I mean, they're spies and she was doing a pretty good job and found them a bunch of info before she got caught. Mm-hmm. But she did eventually get caught. So well, Dread Isle, I think was the name of the banner, but yeah. Sometimes you just, you just, mm-hmm. you, you go too far, but, uh, and I mean, I'm kind of yeah. delaying the inevitable, but we are going to have to talk about it. Uh, you don't want to talk about the hero that apparently many people wish were was their sibling? Yeah. So <laughs> the hero you wish was your sibling, Camilla. Um, they did any did they they played that game, right? I don't even think you need to play the game to realize that she's very creepy as a sibling. <laughs> Like maybe, do you think this is a is a joke? Do you think people are just playing a joke? Like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll make the 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 entirety Camilla's of a, this. Go ahead. Camilla is a popular and well liked hero. I mean, we already have like seven or eight versions of her. Yeah, so I mean, I like her too. Horribly but... surprise me, but I mean, just seeing how creepy she is towards your character as the sibling. I mean, I guess she's also very protective. So I guess there's that going for her. But the fact that, I mean, yes, you find out that she's not your natural born sister, but, you know, she's a stepsister or adopted sister, technically, but she's just really clingy. Yeah, that's a <laughs> in, PG in, in, way in of putting over, it. In an overly affectionate way. Mm-hmm. I I just wonder, I, I yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. This is this is the Fire Emblem franchise. This is the Fire Emblem fan base. Uh, I just I think there's, but then you know you also think about that game. You think of Fates and you think of those series of games, and that those were probably the the strongest games that showed off family, like immediate family. Like I know there are brothers mm-hmm. and sisters throughout the franchise, but in terms of like front and center siblings fates is fates is the one the go-to and and also the most recent i think so choosing camilla I, okay fine but she's just of all the characters you could have picked any other sibling in that game and it wouldn't have been creepy but you picked the one where it's a little bit creepy uh just a little bit but uh i don't know we we to each his own we can we can mm-hmm. dwell on it. We can move past it, and I choose to move past it. Uh, let's before we exit our Fay talk here. Um, Resplendent Hector. Yeah, he was announced as the next Resplendent hero, uh, dressed in the Musebell garb. And um, while his, as I mentioned in Discord, his uh, headshot, his little icon, picture icon, doesn't look that much different. Once you see the actual full artwork and full design of the new version, uh, it's quite amazing with that flaming cape or flame cape in the back, and even the armor looks uh, designed differently. Yeah, he's kind of so. got a bit of a like a like a crow feather look with the with the black feathers and stuff, sort of the the, the tufts mm-hmm. at the shoulders and near the the, mm-hmm. the leg pads there. I Again, like really happy with my fifteen dollar Canadian purchase of the Fate Pass for this this next three heroes because I think I, I lucked out and I did come around on Azura. I, I kind of looked over you know 
her art again. And I was like, okay, this is, this is an improvement for sure. But I never, did you feel as though Hector needed a replacement, you know, or a sort of an, an art refresh because, or, or is this strictly like, let's complete the three. Um, not as bad as Ellie would did. Mm. Uh, I'd have to go back and pull up the original Hector to double check exactly what he originally looks like. Um, I don't think he looked horrible, but I mean, this is not just an art refresh because mm. I really don't think Azura needed an art refresh. This is a stat boost to get them up to equivalent with uh, year three, if not year four heroes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of hidden in there, but it also is allowing them to go back and do art refreshes on the ones that really, really need it. You know? So did he absolutely need an art refresh? I'm not sure I'd say he did, but he it doesn't hurt, you know? I'm trying to pull the his image up from his original to see exactly what he looked like, but you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this one does look really nice with the feather, yeah, the feather motif as you said. Uh, I I really think it looks great, yeah. and I mean, it's nice to complete sort of that collection of heroes with uh, Lynn already getting one and, and Elliewood getting the refresh and now Hector but uh yeah no i'm i'm i approve and i think if they keep up the quality of these resplendent heroes it's it is going to be tough to to stay away from fate pass and i think uh for for me personally and i i I think the player base has kind of come around on fate pass i think it's either been like they accept that it's there they don't want to use it which is fine or they accept that it's there and they're going to sub when they feel is necessary and i think it's it's floated into that category of it is what it is. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's not the best thing in the world. We're just, we're going to, I'm the people who have obviously stopped playing have stopped playing, but I think that it, we've settled into the, it's accept. It's just accepted as the norm. Now, as long as we don't go, you know, get a second tier like that, you're just kicking the hornet's nest at that point after it just laid, laid to rest. But <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about the Fae Pass? Do you think, do you think people are kind of have calmed down on the subject? Um, if anything, it's internet news cycle more than anything, in my opinion. Whereas, you know, the internet took the 15 minutes of fame and turned it into 15 seconds. You know, things change and move on so quickly that, you know, the really loud people screaming about it when it first came out or just, you know, either moved on to yell about something else or, you know, I mean, I still wish they would change it, but I, you know, other than them giving giving us a um, survey to fill out, I don't know how to get it somewhere where it would be seen and reacted to by you know it would definitely be seen by is Mm -hmm. and shouting to avoid and asking them to actually you know take these quality of life things and make them just simple quality of life things isn't gonna change much you know 
So, yeah. yeah, no, so I, 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 I did find Hector's old art, and I wouldn't say it's bad per se, but it is kind of muted and it's year one a for bit sure. Duller. It's yeah, so, so it's a really nice glow up, even you know without the flames and stuff, but the flame cape as opposed to a simple red one in his original and the feather design of everything is a really nice upgrade. Mm-hmm. But he, he was fine. He was nothing like Ellawood's original art or Cordelia's original art. No, no, for sure. I 100% agree. I'm not going to say they were bad. They were just stylized in a way that made them feel a little weird. Weirds, weirds the good is a good word for it, for sure. And uh, I I think they've uh, they've been I think they've been doing a good job with these resplendent you know heroes and i want to see where they take it from here i mean um yeah so we'll we'll see where that goes and we'll continue to report on it but that's going to do it for the fey portion of our podcast let's head in well i mean there's one more thing but it's technically not in fire emblem heroes but it's related so it's the bridge to game club but we're heading into the outrealm gate talk about news and gameplay from other games in the fire emblem series or directly connected which includes dragalia lost we have the crossover details for the new heroes with uh, Chrom, Tiki, and Peony confirmed for the upcoming Fire Emblem Kindred Ties event. So they'll be joining Sharina, who is, uh, who is already announced as the free sort of earnable hero um, in, uh, in Dragalia Lost when this launches on April 29th, so in just a couple of days. Um, now, Eddie, uh, some people in chat were exclaiming that uh, Lissa can be seen in Crom's art, and, and you said that did not count for you to be excited about this. Do you want to confirm the rumors? It's not going to convince me to get back into the game. Uh, Lissa is in the background of his, uh, probably his five-star art, because they have different art images for different star levels. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think these are probably going to be all five-star only, like they were in the last one. Um, I think so. But that's not actually Lissa being in the game. If Lissa was in the game, I'd probably buckle. But, you know, her being a cameo in the background of his art is... Yes, it's nice to see her getting some uh, credit or acknowledgement. But she's not actually in the game. So No. Frederick's in uh, there. He's in T- the art as T- well. Tiki is... Oh, yep, I didn't see him. But Tiki <laughs> is uh, one of those oh, ones that looks like it's going to be one where they... um get a when they no matter what quote-unquote dragon in the game you attach to they'll merge into their own special form oh so you'll get to see tiki's dragon form um and i did watch the video they put out about it and it looks like thor is the villain in this one Hmm. yeah we did so. there's a sneak peek at uh at thor sort of popping in and, and i and, and I, it looks as yeah. though they're using the characters they introduced in the first crossover so you've got alphonse in there as well I'm sure Veronica is going to show up. Um, oh, I didn't see Alphonse in there. I I just watched the video they put out, which focused on the new characters. So yeah, no, he's he's in there, but but um, next yeah, to Sharina. A, lot, a lot of complaints about um, uh, Air not getting her due, and them going with Peony. Yeah, I mean, um, I I agree. I, I agree. I think I. So here was my thing. I was trying to remember. Okay, the first Dragaria lost. Uh, crossover took place when air was our sort of our our additional extra hero for free you know the fiorm of uh of the chapter and and then they gave us fiorm in that crossover and we thought oh well, we'll probably just get air in the next year 
you know, they're, they're lagging behind, but no, they skipped air. And, and I wonder, I wonder if it's more to do with story this time around in that Peony fits so well with Dragalia Lost in the sense that she just, you plop her right in and she, she's a, an immediate fit to, to, to the way that that world kind of works. Cause it is more fantastical. That- it is either that and or air is just harder to write for. Yeah. I mean, Peony is bubbly and chatty and, you know, like their little tease conversation is her chatting with the uh, little fairy. So it's so nice to meet another fairy. It's nice to meet a fairy of the waking world or whatever, you know, whereas air is what she had about. 50 words in her entire book if that yeah she's got a so she's got a personality that is is very specific to the the chapter of of fire emblem heroes but um i'm i'm probably gonna check this out i I jumped in today and kind of poked around a little bit uh in the game but it's it's a it's a sea of menus and upgrades and auto battles so it's it's tough for me to get into it that's you know when when i've got fire emblem heroes sort of uh nipping at my heels yeah. um yeah, that's kind of been my thing i kind of fell off of it and you know it's i just think about trying to get in it's gonna be so much upgrading so much you know uh sorting through things and then just the fact that they never tell the truth about how difficult something is <laughs> well i did i did still irks me to no end oh, yeah well i did realize that i didn't have veronica from the last year so i did one sum one tenfold summon and i got her and i was like oh okay that works nice. out um kind of happy about that but uh you know it, it it's hard to say what else is in here but it looks like there's going to be challenging heroes in battle defensive battles this all feels very similar but then they have the um the waves of battles and they've actually got a preview of what that's going to look like and it has like yeah, the fire coliseum mode. mode i think the video said mm-hmm. yeah so it it looks it looks interesting um it looks like it'll be a lot of fun there are two parts uh to the to the event so you've got from the 29th of april to the 11th of may which is going to be the crom and peony sort of banner uh or some of the banners okay yeah and then the second part starting on may 3rd to the 11th is going to be tiki um so i i don't remember the first one being split but um this one will be split. So you'll have less time to get Tiki, more time to get Krom and uh, Peony. So uh, I, I, I don't know. I'll check it out. And whether we, you know, go in depth on it and report on it next week, I I don't think we'll, we'll spend too much time on it. But I remember when this crossover first came, I, I think we both kind of checked it out. Now you're, you're, you're staying away from this, right? I intend to stay away from it. Yes. All right, well, I will not tempt you, but I can't be held responsible for what is discussed in the Fire Emblem channel because this is technically Fire Emblem content. And uh, yeah, it's probably going to pop up, but uh, I don't think anything's going to come up that is going to bring you back. Uh, I I dip my toe in once a year, maybe every once in a while to keep it updated and see what free stuff is there, but I'm not a, I'm not a full-time Dragalia Lost player. But uh, I am very much interested in uh, in Sacred Stones and our game club, which we've been doing for for the last uh, eleven chapters. We're on chapter twelve now, and um, yeah, we're having a good time with it. 
we, we did chapter 12, and I'll start off with the Ephraim side and, and er, 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 Erica. Eddie's doing the Erica side of things. Um, so we've got uh, chapter 12. Seth, so this, this I played this a little bit here. Uh, this is Seth talking. Seth's talking. Prince Ephraim, we've, we've docked in Tazel. There's no sign of enemy troops at this time. But then the narrator chimes in. Seth was incorrect. Uh, turns out the little port of Tazel is... Technically. Technically, yeah, technically. Technically, he was correct. There are no so- oh, sign of the I see what you're at saying. that time. Oh, you got to ruin my Two joke. seconds later. <laughs> I should have ran the joke by you before we recorded. That's my fault. Uh, I should have proofread with you. And, and we, did a t- we didn't do a table read before we recorded. Um, so that's why that fell flat. <laughs> Thank you. Um, he's not wrong. Folks, he's not wrong. Um, but turns out the little port of Tazel is invested or infested with Grado troops, uh, just waiting to take on the prince. I guess technically it would be infested because it's it's their land. We're invading their area now. Like we're in, we've crossed mm-hmm. the border, so it's not invest. It's not infested. I think I keep saying invested because I literally spelt it invested. So that's my fault. No one else's. Um, I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, anyways, so uh, waiting to tackle and take out the prince. The chapter starts with troops being led by Kalek, uh, but he's quickly teleported away, sensing a bit of a theme here, uh, being replaced by monsters. One very large cyclops is in charge. Working my way through the map step by step, you recruit Ewen, Ewen by visiting a nearby village. Ewen is searching for a mercenary named Marissa. Talking to Marissa with Ewen convinces her to join your team letting her know that there was a mix-up with the contract and she's fighting for the wrong side. So she's a mercenary. I don't know if this is actually the case or Uwen's just like, you're fight- You're literally fighting for the wrong side, so we got to turn you. And she- he just, he seems to use the contract uh, as as like, hey, I'm not going to show you anything, but you got, you're fighting on the wrong side. Like, we actually want to fight for these guys. Uh, so I, I ended up recruiting both Ewan and Marissa. Ewan is he's not very good he's not that great (laughs) this late in the game i think he's like 15 health and and my my character loot which is a mage also miles ahead Mm -hmm. so um he is going into the back bench but marissa much cooler than joshua so she is probably going to uh jump ahead as a swordsman for for my uh for my game um but uh other than that I think this was the first chapter I played where I really felt like I had gotten the gotten the gameplay loop down in that I don't think I don't think my brain was really working from all the all the more recent Fire Emblem games we've been playing. Um okay. if that makes sense. So I I think I've just gotten really good at like checking enemy movement, moving the right characters forward, taking slight risks here and there, but really just like getting into a getting into a more of a groove uh so to speak uh it's um it was it was a fairly easy map like you could kind of take your time and go about it but there really wasn't much um the hardest part was kiting marissa without killing her because there was no way to get you in to her <laughs> without without um without having her move a little bit closer so that was the only thing i struggled with but other than that no problems um and I mean, the chapter ends with like, okay, let's, let's move forward. Let's keep going. I think it was literally, they say, um, you know, Seth is like, okay, let's stay here and rest a bit. But then Ephraim's like, no, 
Mur runs off to the east, and Ephraim's like, we got to go east. And Seth's like, well, why are we doing that? And it's like, well, that's where the capital is. So we can t- kill two birds with one stone. We can go to the cap, go closer to the capital, and we can rescue Mur. We don't know why she's run away. She just did. Um, so cliffhanger, I guess. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. As far as Marissa goes, it was similar to in when I met her in the game. Um, it was the chapter where we rescued Innis because Garrick and Tethys were with Garrick, or with. Mm-hmm. Innis and um you know garrick's talking to her like uh the guilt or the troops usually better about uh having you know members of the troop fighting on the on each opposite sides of a battle and you know then she's like well what do you want me to do boss you know type thing and he's like well i'm not gonna ask you to ruin reputation by turning sides and she's like, but what do you do you want me to do? Well, I want you to join me. Done. She's like, I don't care about running my reputation. You're a leader of my, the mercenary troop I work for, so I'm going to go with you type thing. Or she respects him enough that she's going to go with him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, in, in this sense, so. I think she's just she's wishy-washy. She jumps. She well, jumps it's to entirely possible that it was another mercenary team, you know, a screw-up where the mercenaries weren't group troop whoever was in charge of assigning contracts wasn't supposed to do any contracts for grado and one mm-hmm. slipped through type thing yeah so. but i'm glad to have her on my team because i think again i just think she's cooler than joshua and um mm-hmm. take that joshua i don't know i don't know i mm-hmm. don't really have much more to say it was kind of a it was kind of a there was not much to this chapter it just kind of happened it's odd that the general shows up at the beginning yet again and then is whisked away by uh this time it wasn't volter it was one of the mages uh the evil mage Urig or something or eric eric i don't know okay yeah he just shows up and is like hey you gotta come with me don't worry we'll take care of it and he summons a bunch of monsters in and kellek's like okay fine i guess bye and that was it and if i remember correctly kellek's one of the evil generals anyway so yeah, not he didn't horribly seem surprising. To. He's fine with just running off. Yeah, he was fine with it. He didn't seem to have any troubles. Um, yeah. What was your chapter twelve like with uh, with Erica? So, yeah, with Erica, we continue up uh, the mountain to Carpalin, or maybe the mountains Carpalin. Still not sure if that's the town, mountain, or both. Uh, and on our way there, we encounter a swarm of monsters outside the village with. Uh, which Sally says is abnormal since they seldom leave the Darkling Woods. Uh, Ewan, uh, who had run ahead at the end of the last chapter, gets chased into one of the houses by them in the opening sequence. Uh, You fight your way through the narrow mountain passes. Um, If you have flyers, you can go all over the place, but otherwise you're going one or two people wide through the mountains. Uh, uh, Defeating, you know... um, so it was kind of tight fit but not too bad not too hard uh i was being more cautious about where the flyers could reach because they had flyers on their side and other enemies could reach Mm -hmm. so i didn't have people you know needlessly where they shouldn't be um upon defeating all the monsters you reach the village and meet an elderly woman who everyone calls grandmother uh who tells innis that princes are as equal as paupers in their village 
After he acknowledges this fact, is the uh, this is true that uh, they're permitted to stay and rest uh, for the night because uh, the height and the trek took a toll on everyone. Uh, grandmother notes that Erica seems to be on the verge of collapsing uh, because of that, because of it. Um, or maybe she sees another member of the troop, but it's Erica and Ennis in the scene when Ennis is like, oh, we'll just pass on through. You know, uh, while resting, uh, she tells us about the fact that um, it was not just the sacred stones that saved the world all those years ago, but also the great dragon who has uh, continued to stay in the darkling woods and uh, guard the bones of the devil or maybe it was demon. I can't remember what they call it. King uh, who had threatened the world years and years ago. Uh, so he wouldn't, you know, rise again. Uh, this great dragon, she reveals, actually takes the form of Myrrh. And upon hearing that Myrrh is with Ephraim, uh, she sends Sela to meet up with him. Uh, since the quickest route to where Ephraim is, is would go through Johanna at this point. Uh, Sela joins you, joins up with you. Um, and on your way out, Grandmother asks you to watch over Sela because he's actually her, uh, you know, flesh and blood grandson and her only one. So, hmm. you know, I'm I'm kind of looking at um, the map here, and the way you were describing mm-hmm. it, it's like that sounds really cool. And then I look at the map, and yeah, that looks like a fun map. Yep. I don't know why. I just like the whole like confined spaces uh sort of calculated Con- movements confined spaces but not confined spaces it's mm-hmm. not like a castle yeah you can, if you have flyers you can go just about anywhere and i use tana to that effect mm-hmm. um you know the biggest I- issue like i said was checking the flyers making sure it didn't put any of my mages or weaker defense units at risk um and there were a couple sets of reinforcement appeared as the map can moved on uh but with it being so tight and the way I was moving my characters, I already had my physical defenders in the back for the ground ones and was easily able to make sure the uh, flyers weren't going to be able to hit the mages and weaker ones. Mm-hmm. So they weren't too much of a hassle. Um, I, I went ahead and used Lara Shell on this map and found that, yeah, uh, Ewan... Like Lara Shell and Amelia is this weird quirk where it seems way too late in the game to be giving you such weak units. Lara Shell's a troubadour, which I believe is a tier one class, can only use staves, and she's at like level three. So I got to get her through seven levels and find an upgrade item before I can really use her for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great that she's a mounted healer, but. She can't do anything but heal for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's where the towers come in and then the. Uh... Yeah, that's what I'm figuring. You might use them in a tower, but if you lose a powerful character, you might be in trouble if all you got is Amelia or Ewan left. Yeah. I'm toying with the idea of, of getting Amelia up there, but uh, she's she's a yeah. she's a project. Um, she oh, yeah. Both her and Ewan are going to be projects because I think they're not even base classes or like pre-classes. Yeah, they go up to a certain level, then they can evolve into like a base mage or a soldier or whatever. Yeah, but like finding, you know, uh, Ross 
at the very beginning of the game who is a Mm pre-class like that makes sense but yeah yeah. i don't know yeah it's uh it's i don't know about you but i i am really i'm i'm enjoying my time with sacred stones i think i am maybe more due to the fact that i i really dug the gba version of fire emblem the first one that came out and Mm -hmm. um it's just good to be back in in that sort of mode and i am playing portably so i i have more access to it you know uh when the kids are watching tv yep. or you know that's sort of yeah thing. it was partially my fault that we had to postpone a day because i was visiting my mom and ended up staying a day later so i didn't have time to get home to my wii u and play the game by yesterday so oh yeah it's all good man it's all good it was good to have an extra day and it was good to to catch up and chat about Fire Emblem Heroes, but I think that's gonna do it for this episode of Fire Emblem Heroes. I know it's a short one, but don't worry; it sounds like we're gonna have lots to talk about on the next episode of Summoner's Call. So you can visit us on. Oh, go ahead. I I, I was like, oh, I was gonna it to Eddie, but uh, last time I did that, he's like, oh, we're doing that. No, yeah. go ahead. For all we know, in two hours, we'll have more to report on but we'll have to wait till next week whatever even if it does come out in two hours yes but definitely check out our discord we are constantly commenting on all the cool stuff that's happening with fire emblem heroes and that does not exclude which would probably be the legendary hero tonight you're thinking yeah that's what i was thinking i'm expecting tonight or tomorrow i'm expecting to get the legendary trailer uh when is it supposed to launch the 30th so i guess tomorrow would be more likely probably but you never know it's uh it could be so. it could be uh could be tonight but um yeah we'll see you at 11 p.m tonight and if not we'll see you at 11 p.m tomorrow night yep looking forward to it but we will discuss it next week we'll discuss it in the discord but uh, definitely visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fay email the show fay at gamersinpodcast.com check out the fire emblem channel and the gamers in discord at bit.ly slash tgi discord don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at rmurphy, Eddie at Drellfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers in for show updates. Uh, I'm going to include this going forward, but a shout out to Serene's Forest for just being probably the best resource for Fire Emblem uh, on the internet. And um, we we use them for a lot of our you know stories and and links and stuff. So definitely check them out. You probably already are if you're reading our show notes. But uh, shout out to Serene's Forest. We'll we'll put a more um, I don't know, like a, a proper outro shout out uh, in the coming weeks. I just I remembered I was going to mention that. But uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning. <laughs> <laughs>